0: Rage against the Machine. If they're half as hostile in the ring as they are on their
1: records, they should perform
0: very well here tonight. I won't do what you tell me! I won't do what what you you tell me! me. Now just the ladies... I won't do what you tell me! These guys seem especially excited tonight, Nick. And why wouldn't they be, Johnny? Rage Against the Machine will finally get a shot against an actual machine in a fully sanctioned battle to the death. Let's hear from the married couples! I won't do what you tell me!
2: We'll yeah,
3: Welcome, Crackermen, to Geek <laughs> Salad episode two hundred and twenty. Uh, Andy, have you heard this one? Oh man, you got me for side B. The albums. I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. I'm Catherine.
4: And I'm Rage Against the Mic. <laughs> <laughs> doing,
3: Mike. I like that. <laughs> and we are back uh, for the second part of our music of nineteen ninety two episode. Talking now. About the albums, the full albums of which we all love and adore. But before we kick that off, let's hear a little bit from Catherine's husband, Joe, and his look at the hip-hop of
5: 1992. Hi, honey! Hip-hop albums of 1992. So there are dozens that are just awesome. It was a great year for hip-hop, and I'm going to blow them all off. Um, everything from uh, uh, The Far Side's Bizarre Ride to to the Beastie Boys and Mike, I'm counting on you to do them justice. Um, I've got just a couple I want to talk about. Uh, keep it quick. Uh, Eric B. and Rakim dropped Don't Sweat the Technique. Incredible album. Uh, There was What's On Your Mind, which is a fun track about trying to find love and how communication is important in building a relationship. Seems a little deep for the medium, but I'll take it. Uh, There was the song Juice, Know The Ledge. It splits the difference between the more classic rap styles of De La Soul and the harder, more street-driven style of N.W.A. It's got a driving beat that definitely lends an air of tension to the track. Uh, There's Don't Sweat The Technique, you know, the, the title song. It's got a standing... Baseline that just drives, and some wild saxophone uh, laying a backdrop to an amusing four-minute long brag session. It's like the prototype for today's rappers going on and on and on about how much money they have, how nice their cars and watches are. Okay, we get it, you're good, you can rap. The song was banned by MTV for a bit, and that decision hasn't exactly stood the test of time. It turns out leotards and flat asses were all it took at the time. Um, That's come a long way. Uh, the most important one, however, was Casualties of War. It was just a prescient anti-war anthem that still rings true today, right down to PTSD flashbacks, the negotiable legality of war itself. The the track is just too powerful for me to get into without going into it line by line. So just go listen to it. Go on. I'll wait. Hit the pause button. Uh, now, of course, it's not incredibly important, but it is... Near and dear to my heart, Sir Mix-a-Lot did drop the album Mac Daddy that year, and if you don't know Baby Got Back, I I don't know what to tell you. It's, it's just a timeless pledge to gigantic badonkadonks. And if you don't know every word by heart, I just have nothing but sorrow for the life that you've led. Um, One of the other ones that dropped that year was the soundtrack to the movie Deep Cover. And the titular song uh, features Dr. Dre and some guy who was recording for the first time, uh, Snoop Dogg, maybe you've heard of him? Now, don't get me wrong, the rest of the album is also very, very good and certainly worth your time. But uh, that that first track is really... Really something else, and that brings me to uh, the most important historically uh, event that happened that year, which uh, uh, it, it's right in the middle of the NWA split and feud. So, back in 1989, Ice Cube left the group N.W.A. In 1991, Dr. Dre left N.W.A. and joined Death Row Records. While claiming Eazy-E signed away N.W.A.'s contracts, but still retained the personal rights to the publishing, I'm not a lawyer, I don't pretend to be, but it sounds bad. The Good Doctor's first album after being signed by Death Row was The Chronic. It's an incredible record. It was the origin of the D's Nuts joke, which still thrives on Twitter today. $20 Sack is a great tune. Nothing but a G-Thang is an absolute monument of the art. The most important song historically, however, is Fuck With Dre Day and Everybody's Celebratin', in which he spends all of his time taking shots at Eazy-E, pretty much explicitly accusing his former friend of being gay the entire four minutes. Ice Cube had left the group three years prior, like I said. It was over royalty disputes because he claimed to have written over half the lyrics to Straight Outta Compton, and he felt he wasn't compensated well enough. Uh, He also put out an album in 1992, The Predator. The singles on that are mandatory listening. Wicked ended up being covered by Korn, so all you Jan Xers certainly should know it. It's a hell of a tune. It Was a Good Day is iconic. Just a great beat and feel-good feeling right up until The Twist. The internet actually ended up taking years to figure out exactly which day it was, by the way. I won't spoil the answer here, but the events noted in the song absolutely all happened on the same day. Finally, Check Yourself is an all-time jam. I will never turn off a radio that has that playing. You sit in the car, and you wait until that one is over. Uh, Easy E put out an EP that year called 5150, Home for the Sick. He didn't really address the beef yet, but 1993 would go on to change that. We'll get there. Fifty one fifty on its own merits is mediocre at best. Only if you want it was the single, and it's difficult to make out what the man is saying. The lyrics don't make much sense. The beat is weak, the hook is bizarre. The only conclusion I can come to is that Ice Cube and Dre took the talent with them when they left.
3: Excellent. Excellent. Joe, thank you very yes. much. There was a lot of there was a lot of good stuff in there. I had forgotten how good the deep cover soundtrack was. I, I, that movie is actually really good because it's rare to see Jeff Goldblum play a bad guy, especially a racist bad guy. But there he was, and yeah. uh, there, there he's, he, he's there. there. He's he a professional, Andy. He's a know, yeah, exactly. He's got range. Well, I exactly. Mean, Goldblum <laughs> finds a way. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. <laughs> and that's, and he's
6: going to find he's going to find another one this summer.
3: Yeah. Oh my god. I... <laughs> It's like, hey, I know everyone complained about like the the original characters not showing up, up that much in the Star Wars movies. Let's bring them back for the third Jurassic World movie, <laughs> so yeah, they can, why they not? can take they can take the place of
4: this guy and uh, this girl and
3: uh, this other person.
4: Hey, we're all just hoping for you know, open shirt posing Goldblum. You know,
6: <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Who isn't?
4: Well, he's he's
3: essentially turned into like the manic pixie dream grandpa of you know
4: of pop <laughs> culture now.
3: So. And you know,
4: he runs. With, he's one of those guys that he's got that kind of goofyish like thing, but he runs with it, and he you know, and that's him. It's just you he, know, he no, just it. like Sir Mix a Lot, he has embraced his lot in life. Exactly, yeah.
6: he, he has owned it and gone. This paid for the house. I love it.
3: Yeah, exactly. He's, um, you know, he's like a sixty-five-year-old man who gets to do what he loves, and now works for National Geographic and Disney. It's it's perfect. Yes, yes, yes. He's yes, only yes.
6: sixty-five.
3: <laughs> I think so. I don't. I I just took a stab at his age. He might be, getting around there.
4: Whenever Anyways, he played, whenever fun. he played Rupert Ruxin from the League, oh, it was like that was like a role that was made for him. That was the most perfect casting. Yep. So we are
3: back to talk about our favorite albums of 1992 um I, t- I asked everybody to pick anywhere between three to five albums everybody picked three except for me because i picked five some greedy so i will kick us off because i have a feeling i'm gonna be bookending everything here
1: that's why i couldn't get through the entire playlist so it was all taken picking up with your stuff
3: i also yeah. put a 10 i also put a 10 minute song on that playlist too so folks let me, let me just give you a full disclaimer here about what we did. I went back. Every year we do a music episode, and every year as we're gearing up for the next one, I go back and I listen to the previous one, just get ideas for how we can improve it. And I realized last year we would talk about records, and then at least two-thirds of us were like, nope, I haven't heard that one. I'm not familiar with that one. This year I thought ahead, and I put mm-hmm. all the music on a playlist on Spotify. And then I found out two very important things. One, Garth Brooks does not have music on Spotify. He is exclusive to, like, what did we determine? Walmart has their own streaming service? Where Where he's the only artist?
1: Yeah, it seems that way, because he's not on pretty much anything. Anything. Can
3: we really say we're surprised? I was, honestly, no, because he's also not prominently on YouTube either. We, we will get you a quality clip. But this is alter ego. Spo- it, but
4: his alter ego on there.
3: Uh, <clears throat> yeah, yes. He who Chris, also boycotted. <laughs> yeah, Chris Gaines. Um, and then as I put the list together, Neil Young pulled his music from Spotify, so I had to <laughs> like Jesus. And I'm spoiling on some of these these picks here, so I don't know if you guys want to make these your first picks or not. But um, so that made me. That forced me to make a YouTube playlist, which I will make public if you are interested. Just type in Geek Salad 1992 at YouTube. We have a curated playlist of uh, our three picks from each of the albums we talked about. Um, if you want a little extra taste, I'm only going to drop one single from each album we discuss on this one because I'm doing the editing and I'm lazy. So, anyway. <laughs> I'm going to kick this off and I'll actually kick it off with an album that got a lot of love in our social media feedback from last uh, from the last episode. And that is R.E.M's Automatic for the People. Maybe Um. All right. So y'all been able to listen to the, to the, at least the singles I threw on there. What were your thoughts?
6: Oh yeah, it's uh REM. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's very well put, Catherine. Mm-hmm. That's exactly well, you know, the kind Man,
7: of music. Man, that, Man it's on the exact kind of I music I had through working that's a good at Park. What was that, Joe? Man on the Moon. I I enjoy. I don't. I'm not an R.E.M. person by any stretch of the imagination. Yep. But I like Man on
3: the Moon. I Man on the Moon, well, I, you know, I, I'm a sucker for any song except my name in it. But, um... Right. This was... Your name's Andy Coffman? Wait a minute, your last name's Kaufman. Well, they not <laughs> Well, no, in the chorus... So you're not dead. Andy. No, uh, no, I'm not. Exactly. And I have an annoying sidekick that just shows up when I'm not around. Dang! <laughs> <laughs> that That, that would be the
6: rest that would be the rest of the podcast andy that's kind of (laughs) rude
7: so um yeah i enjoyed the harmonizing on the on the chorus too
3: oh yeah i i love that the thing with this album is is that it was released a year after out of time which is like their biggest commercial hit yeah and this this album takes a lot of risks there other than Honestly, other than Man on the Moon, there isn't a lot of commercially viable singles on there, but they managed to get a bunch of singles out of this. Um, you know, they, they debuted with Drive, which was a fantastic song. Um, actually, Jim, our, our friend Jim sent me a video of Eddie Vedder uh, covering Drive.
4: It was cool. really good. Hey, you know, I'm um, just gonna cover this REM. Maybe you're maybe you're maybe I, I can draft, just go Any up. any of you guys uh Michael Stipe fans? <laughs> <laughs> I just I,
3: I just think that this album took a lot of risks for a band that became like commercially viable a year earlier and just to do something which is it sounds like an R.E.M. album. It's not like they made this full departure in their sound or anything, but damn, it's just every, every, every song, every note is just, it's well thought out. It was very, a very personal album. I, I really enjoy this album a lot. It's one of those ones that I almost never, it's not as flashy as other R.E.M. albums. So it's almost like, oh, oh yeah, that's a good al- That's a good song.
4: It's one of those albums too. that's very mellow. It's got a oh, lot this. of mellow. It's not bad. It's it's not a, yeah. it's not that's not an insult. Well, like drive, like drive is probably my favorite song on that album. It, yeah. Just like it, just, it just had that that this like constant riff. Yeah. And just and you just got sight just kind of just like hey. Yeah. Where are you? But
3: then it, it
4: shifts gears, and then
3: all of a sudden they, they turn the amps on. Yeah. And then Peter Bucks you know, and then they go into the final bit. And it really so, just, there's there's a lot of thrashing, you know, just a lot of thrashing guitar, and it's really a good sound. Yes, Mike?
1: So, Andy, you're saying in a song called Drive, they shift gears?
3: I didn't even <laughs> realize I was making that comparison, but good catch, sir. Good catch. All right. Well, let who wants to go next? I'll go next. All right, Joe. All
7: right, so for my first pick, and this is, you know, we, we, we like to say that, you know, Mr. Big was kind of the last – cry for you know the last gasp for uh for hair metal yeah um, but on the scale of an album def leppard Adrenalize, it get, it's it's a, it's it's such a good album but it it suffers from the fact that one it it follow, follows up hysteria no
3: mm-hmm. why would you and, do such a thing everybody and, take a cyanide pill you've yeah. already peaked <laughs>
6: <laughs> no, no, no! There, there was some good stuff on there.
7: Yeah, all right. there and, Well, the thing is, this this album spawned seven hit singles. You know that mm-hmm. charted.
3: Of records does this one sell, Joe? Do you actually have the number in front of you? Uh, I can look it up uh, while you're talking about this, but I feel like this album was a covert hit. I I remember like it's being... very it's very overshadowed. I will, I will it, it, mm-hmm. it it
7: suffers from when it was released, 1992. Yep. Uh, nobody nobody wanted to listen to hair metal, and it it, it suffered uh, suffered from being the follow up to Hysteria. Yeah. But I think the funny thing Leopard- is, the, 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 and with the hindsight of thirty plus years, it all kind of blends. You know, the, the, it kind of blends in together. You know, for, and I've ran, run into people who will listen to like "Let's Get Rocked" or you know some other like "Heaven Is" and think, "Oh, did that was that in Hysteria or Pyromania? And they're like, "I'm like, no, that was Adrenalize." This
3: Polymer- album, was- Joe. So I'm sorry to interrupt but this this album sold 7 million copies. I'm not surprised. I, rem- I remember when it came out.
7: It was highly anticipated when it came out.
4: Yep. Well, I think they were saying, you're you're coming off of the hype from hysteria and <laughs> they they're banking on that and Def Leppard did have a very solid, you know, had solid years you right. know even even pyromania was a great album you know i mean that was a great album too and then well, hysteria know, just like took it one step further so it's like now you're hoping adrenalized is going to be like oh if they can do this they're going to do this and was it as good no but was it a bad album not at all there's some great songs on there um, right. but i think it's one of those things where it just um i almost think it was like one of those albums that kind of like it was a great album that fell through the cracks a little bit. Yeah, like you heard the songs; they were popular for a few weeks, but then they got pushed aside for other stuff. And it's too bad because I think it just wasn't. It was just the timing of it. I don't know if that was if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah, that does make
7: sense. It's, it's, it's the timing of it, you know. Right. And, you know, and I'm sure there were probably other external factors, like Steve Clark's death. Mm. Yeah,
3: uh, the year before. What? Was, the, like, why did he got fired? Yeah. <laughs> It was a five-year gap in between records, right? So,
4: and I think Rick Allen wasn't he experimenting with like a like a more of a newer drum set that he could utilize just one arm with his one arm. Like, didn't he kind get a little more like a little more electric drum yeah. at that point? Yeah, he, he was so, going
7: more program programmed.
4: Right, and I think didn't he eventually go back to like an older drum set and he just kind of yeah. learned? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and I'm wondering if I don't want to say that hurt, but I think that changed the style up a little bit because you could hear that electric sound slightly. Yeah. Um, but like I said, at the same time, it helped him, you know, again, balance out what he lost. So, you know, if we, so he was really using technology to his best, for his, you, know, in, you know, he was utilizing it, you yeah. know, to make him better, which was great. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
7: And I mean, and for the songs that really kind of st- stand out for me for, in this record, uh, this album, I mean, Let's Get Rocked is just like, just such a fun song yeah you know and, and a, it's great, a great oh, song
3: yeah. i wish i wish joe that video was better though because i, 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 I oh, and you oh, yeah. computer animation but even in 1992
4: i'm like this looks like
6: shit
3: it oh, makes uh, uh, it makes bad money.
4: it makes money for nothing look better you know i mean it was almost like it's, it's like, like nothing years. from money for nothing you know
7: right. <laughs> it's like it's like you're thinking you're thinking of stuff okay you guys are were once the biggest band in the world. You must have millions and millions of dollars.
3: You couldn't do better than this. But, but you know, what, it was I was thinking about it too. It's like because do you remember? I mean, we talked about this five years ago. We talked about hysteria. The the way they released the singles was kind of like unconventional. They didn't release a big song until maybe the third or fourth single, right? And I feel like they kind of stuck with that. With with the releases here let's get rocked is an okay song it sounds like jeff you know jeff mutt lang stuck his dick in the production booth and just sounds like everything else but have you ever needed someone so bad is there is there love bites hysteria it's it's a great it is a truly huh. great song might be the last great song they ever released
7: well, I did, I, and, I, and I would say it's probably the last great rock ballad or hair metal ballad. For
3: metal ballad. they are glam, though. I mean, that's the thing—is that I'm sure that they would all beat the shit out of you in their advanced age if you call them hair metal now. Oh no, they, they, they even back then they 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 were, they were like, yeah, we're glam.
7: They Def Leppard yeah. is one of those bands that has no pretensions about who they are.
6: Nope. Mm. Well, we were we were listening to it, and we we're just like, oh shit, Peacemaker dropped today. We got to watch Peacemaker soon.
7: <laughs> and I do have to I do have to mention also uh White Lightning, um just because oh, yeah. their tribute song to uh, Steve Clark, because that's that was his nickname. Yeah, it's nice. just a good song about addiction and you know the the road it leads you down. Def Leppard has this weird thing where ninety percent of their album is just straight up commercial pop, you know, pop metal. And every once in a while, they'll throw a song like "White Lightning" or uh, you know "Billy's Got a Gun" or um, "Dogs of War." Oh, they go a little bit deeper than what you expect,
3: mm-hmm.
7: guys. Yep. I'm
4: texting you a picture right now. So okay, be ready. I do All want right. to
3: say one thing though, Joe, and you and I—we kind of had this conversation earlier on Facebook. But it is the 35th anniversary of the release of Hysteria, which means new vinyl.
7: Oh, you know it. That is on that is on the must get list. Oh God, mm-hmm. damn it, Mike! <laughs> That's awful.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, geez, Mike. oh Where my God! you have to find it. God,
4: <laughs> let's Actually, get, you know let's what? get, let's get, let's get right. I'm not, I'm not that, gonna lie. That pictures guy that gives you nightmares. I'm sorry. Again, this yeah, is not it does really, it's like that? That will give you nightmares.
6: <laughs> Somebody's gonna have to post that on the social so people can see that.
4: Yes, I'm
1: not gonna lie though. Def Lumber did have a nice um, power ballad on their uh, X album in two thousand two.
3: Okay. Yeah. I've heard it, but unfortunately it's not coming to mind right now. Long, long way to go. Okay. Really, really excellent song. Okay. I. You know what? It's one of those things. I know a lot of their music just hit streaming services, so I should check out more of their later stuff. I mean, it's just that when you release, I mean, essentially the one-two punch of Pyromania and Hysteria are almost like you forget that they did release a good album afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah. All right, cool, cool. Joe, do you get anything else to say about Def Leppard? Nope. All right. So, um... Who so wants to go next? I'll go next.
4: All right, Mike, go for it. All right, I'm going to start with... Uh, this is a band that actually I didn't really get into maybe until up until a couple years ago. And that's Rage Against the Machine. Some of
0: those that work forces Against the same that bar crosses some of those that work forces draw the same that burn crosses. Uh. Killing in the name of. Killing in the name of. Now you do what they told ya. 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 Now you and now you do what they told ya And now you do what they told ya And now you do what they torture ya And now you do what they told ya And now you do what they told ya And now you do what they told ya We now you do what they told you We to now you do what they told you. To now you do that
4: And it was one of those things where I I never really listened to them. Like, I never really listened to them. Probably till like, maybe up until like a couple of years ago. Yep. So, um, you know, it, it was like, I, I, I heard Killing in the name of, I think, in a commercial or something. Or, and I just said, this is pretty awesome. And yeah. I heard that. And I'm like, oh, this this, I know it's a self, I know it's Rage Against the Regime, Let me see what album it's on. So this is the first one. So, of course, I started going back. And I'm like... I didn't appreciate them and I didn't appreciate them enough I really didn't and I just have like a new love for rage against the machine yeah because I really just thought it was just them screaming and swearing all the time but then the more I listen to the music I'm like there's some really good stuff here
8: yeah
4: but it's like but again it's like that album like everything they do just comes off so angry and well, it's like yeah if you, if you need to like just if you need to like just get some like adrenaline out or energy out, you put this album on. And everything on here is great. Like, like I started listening to Take the Power Back and Wake Up, and those are kind of two songs that really stuck out for me. Um, like, when I was listening to the album, because I really hadn't listened to the whole first album before, you know. So uh, it was just one of those songs. I'm just going, these are just badass. And I'm just blasting them in the car, and just like, you know, after a bad day, Rage yep. Against Machine is just an album that is just, I think it's required. If you had a shit day and you're angry after that shit day, you put this on. Yeah. Maybe not oh, yeah. this album. Any rage will basically get it. I mean, the band just fits. Well,
7: yeah. yeah. Tom Morello is a very underrated guitar player. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Yes.
6: Okay. And and telling I, in the name is still really poignant today. I mean, the lines. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, <laughs> some of those working forces are the same as those burning crosses.
4: And yep. song
7: also like a D&D fan, too.
4: That song doesn't age at all. It like you no. could like hear that. You could play that now for somebody and say, "Oh, is that new?" Because that's yeah. like if if no one ever knew anything about them, you could right. play that song and it's just like, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I can't say nothing great. Enough you know, not good things about it. Um, I, it was you know what the funny thing
3: was, was was Mike when you brought this up. I actually had to do a double take on it because I legitimately thought this album was released in '93. Because the first time I heard about it, I was in a new college, and it was 1993 when I first heard them. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, it was
4: 92.
3: I One of the ones on my list is the same thing,
4: but... Right. No, you don't realize it's like, oh, this was this time, and I didn't really... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But you're right. I, it's just... It, it, it It's definitely
3: something that requires a couple of listens to kind of get on board with it. Yep. But... Yeah, yeah. I have a greater appreciation for Rage Against the Machine now than I did 30 years ago, or, you yeah. know, 29 years ago, because, again, I thought this album came out
4: in 93. <laughs> <laughs> right, and then, like, later down the road, like, you know, again, I started listening to more, like, Rage and, like, you know, then Bulls on Parade. Like, that's not this album, oh, yeah. but that's yeah. another great song. That's, like, the intro to the, uh, was it, uh, Zoe and Beatle show on Night uh, the Sports Hub. Okay. To use that, and, and it's just a great
2: burn. It just,
4: it's just got that great intro. Yeah. So it's just like it, it was like this is a song that kind of kicked it off for me. I'm like, I gotta listen to this more. And you know, again, it's just it's just something that like I wouldn't listen to this, like the Hillary in the car because it's not her style of music at all. Right. And, right. You know, this is like this is the stuff you just blast alone, no. and you just let it just take over. Yep. And you yep. feel better after you listen to it. You just like. All right, I got it all out. <laughs> I, I tend to reserve this,
3: honestly, Mike. I tend to reserve this for when I'm driving my daughter home from school, as opposed to driving her to school. Because driving her to school, it's more, you know, happy, sunny, you're having a great day. Yep. But I know when she's having a bad day, and I know that. But at the end, I like because I've I, I, I've been playing the '92 playlist for her, and this invariably killing in the name of, or you know, any of the other songs you put on this playlist are there for her just to get angry, too. And it's fine. It's <laughs> fine.
6: That's the point. Oh, That's why they're named yes.
3: Rage. Rage exactly. against the machine. Against the machine versus the machine. Um. All right. Who, who wants to take the next one?
1: I'll go. All right, Mike. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll address the elf in the room. Uh, Garth Brooks the Chase.
2: Nothing between us but the night And when I told her that I never She softly whispered that alright And then I watched her hands of leather turn the velvet in a touch There's never been another summer And I have never learned so much To chase the lightning from the sky (laughs)
3: <laughs> I All right, so this, again, part of the purpose, m- the purpose for myself to put that playlist together was that I, I feel bad because Mike is a huge country fan. I was not in that place at that t- this time of my life, nor am I really yeah. now. But I wanted to make sure I was going to be fair. I listened to everything. I will say, Mike, there was some decent stuff on The Chase. He's not my brand of vodka or whatever moonshine. Yeah. You know, he's not my brand of moonshine, but there, there are – I, I I found myself like, if I say not hating it makes me sound like I, I'm just being like <laughs> faux polite. I, I found that I was I was okay with it. I was like, okay, if someone put this on, if I was in a car with somebody, I wouldn't be like, oh, can you find something else? Yeah, I'm, I was fine with it. And Andy, then, you know, one of the
4: things I one of the things I do with my students is when I play like a song, we do like listening exercises, and I play like different yeah. songs, different genres. Yeah, and I always tell them like, all right. Thumbs up if you really like the song. Thumbs in the middle if you thought it was okay, and then thumbs down if you hated it. So you're like that thumbs in the middle guy with this. I'm right. It's like yeah, you I didn't hate it, but this, you wouldn't was, go yeah. looking for it. Type right. Uh,
1: honestly, out of all of his albums, this one. Yeah, I like some of the songs off it, but this was this would not be my go-to. Like I've got a number of uh, Garth Brooks CDs. This one I don't actually have because mm-hmm. all the songs that I like off of it are on his greatest hits album, which I do have. Um
3: I, Go ahead. I, I was just gonna say I feel like this album was rushed out because uh, Rope in the Wind was one the, the, the year prior, right? Yeah. That was like his big breakthrough hit. And, and it, did, this, it felt rushed when this one came out.
1: This year he this one um year he not only had this album out, he also made a uh, Christmas album. So <laughs> He's, you know, getting out two albums in one. Yeah, one is a Christmas album. But still, it's a whole album that he's got to get out in the same year. So I can see that. Honestly, for me, the next album he has next year, that is my go-to, Guth Brooks album. Okay. It's that one and the one after, actually, are my two really go-to for Guth Brooks. But this one, like um you know, We Shall Be Free, is a really nice uh, kind of just feel-good, you know. Uh, kind it's a of
3: patriotic anthem.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it's not <laughs> patriotic in that you know, southern redneck. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right. It's, it's more of a go. Uh, um, you know, free. You know, uh, every.
3: You know, everyone needs to be free. Everyone. He's he's appealing to both sides of the Mason-Dixon line. Yeah, I think is what you're trying to say. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
6: It's 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 a fantasy that like this will be okay. Yeah. yeah. Little little covered it
1: and it didn't do well. So. Yeah. <laughs> well that, that was, show you. That was a lot of '90s um, country, but um, somewhere <laughs> other than the night is a it's a much more touching ballad. You know, it's you know kind of a love song to his wife in a sense, which who he then divorced not, not, not too long after this. <laughs> <I> oh <don't know. laughs> uh, no. Well, yeah, he, he found a he found a nice. Uh, replacement, and um, Trisha, you would say.
3: Replacement? Oh, okay. Replacement, yes. <laughs> that
1: is
6: <laughs> not one. the term to use,
3: man. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, uh, you know, socially acceptable. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm just joking. Go, go, Mike, go. Sorry.
1: <laughs> anyway, for me, the top song on this one is a song called That Summer. Okay, and yep. It, it's it, it's basically just telling a story uh, and like you know, from the you know the the narrator is this is the older version of a kid that you know goes to work on a wheat farm with, um, for this woman, and they actually kind of start an affair. Yeah. Um, but it's it's you know that's that's the basic story of the song, but it's a much more touching way of done of doing it, and it's a be- very beautiful song. I, this is easily my favorite song on this album.
3: Nice, nice. All right. All right. Well, I guess it's back to me now. So let's. Uh, wait, I, uh, wait. Wait. Yeah. Oh, wait. God. I, Catherine. I am go so yet. sorry. I am so sorry, Catherine. Go, 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 go. Sorry.
6: All right. So, well, let's just get the obvious out of the way and go with Weird Al off the deep end. Got an Uzi by
2: my pillow. Help me sleep a little better at night. There's no feeling any greater than to shoot first and ask questions later Now I'm trigger-heavy, happy, trigger happy, every trigger day. happy every day Well, you can't take my guns away, I got a constitutional right Yeah, I gotta be ready if the commies attack us tonight I'll blow their brains out with my Smith & Wesson and how to teach them all a darn good lesson. Now I'm Traeger happy. Traeger happy every, day.
3: happy every day. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. If it weren't for the fact that I know Joe's not talking about Eric Clapton.
1: <laughs> <nope>.
3: <laughs> I, I don't know. What's, I don't know what's real anymore.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I talk about Garth Brooks. He talked about Clapton.
3: Catherine's asked about Weird Al. Left is right. <laughs> next thing you know i'm gonna be talking about the church oh shit never mind go, go yeah for next it. thing you
6: know so yeah. anyway yeah uh in the, the the three songs that i picked i did not pick smells like nirvana because we've all heard it we've all seen the video i assume and yeah. it's great we we oh, don't yeah. need to be reminded of that one uh but yeah this this was his like having fun with the grunge and also some other stuff so it's 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 another great weird out album obviously they're all very strong <laughs> Of course talking earlier about the whole boy band thing, which gets summed up with the white stuff.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
6: um, In the middle
1: of an Oreo.
6: <laughs> which, you know, first of all, making fun of, uh, of boy bands, and second of all, I love Oreos. Yeah. So. Yeah.
3: <laughs> what kind of monster doesn't like Oreos?
7: No, mm-hmm. don't oh, don't there tell
3: you. The study that
1: Hydrox came first.
7: Yeah,
3: who
1: the oh, hell goes <laughs> after Hydrox? Oh, yeah, they, they're, nobody, they're
3: just not as good. Is, is gonna say which one of you nerds is gonna bring up uh, Hydrox being first.
1: <laughs>
6: oh. Yeah, Thanks, it came bro. first and then uh, and then uh, you know, Oreo did it better and made double stuff and mega stuff and <laughs> Mega stuff. Yeah, Mega stuff. You haven't All seen the, the mega
3: wa- stuff? I have seen the <laughs> mega stuff. I just personally i found it a uh, personal failing on my point when my my daughter made it to the uh, tender age of 7 without ever having an oreo cookie so uh, oh. i don't know how oh. the hell that happened i just it, it's a parenting fail i i will acknowledge that fully and you know i will be happy to pay for the therapy that follows
4: dark cho- <laughs> yeah, i will say the dark chocolate cream ones are quite delicious
3: that does sound delicious
4: mike They are but le- good. all right but caper ultimate
3: talking- chocolate ones
6: but yeah, this this is a great album. Another one I picked out was Trigger Happy, which is like a uh, style of uh, of the Beach Boys
3: song. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I yeah. like that one a lot. Actually, it's, it's just it's so fucking goofy. I fucking love it. It uh, is. Per- it's, it's.
1: But your third pick is a personal favorite of mine, though.
3: Oh yeah, this oh. is
6: yeah. You don't love me anymore is another uh, like. You know, on top of one more minute is another thing to play when you're like alone
1: yeah. <laughs> and miserable. Just watch the video. <laughs>
3: every other every other album I feel Weird Al's got the world's greatest breakup song. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it you know it started with um oh god, what was it? Uh One More Minute. Yeah. And then yep. just <laughs> snowballs. Yeah, it just snowballs. Yeah, I, I love I I really enjoyed this album too, and it you know, you you it, at this point right now, he was just royalty because the people that were that he was spoofing were people that grew up listening to his stuff. He'd been in mm. the yep. ether long enough that like the current musicians were begging him to do to do his well, you it- know, for him to cover.
6: Well, when he reached out to Nirvana about, you know, parodying their song because he doesn't have to, but he he likes to yeah. be polite and do that. They're like, is it going to be about food? And he's like, no, it's going to be about how no one understands your lyrics. And they're like, that's perfect.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Kudos for that to them for, uh, you know, having that kind of a reaction too.
6: Yeah. Yeah. I was like that was that's 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 the, the, the most true story I've heard, but the one I remember from back in the day was they were like, oh, Weird Al's gonna spoof us! We've made it
3: <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. But Anything yeah, else you gotta say about off the deep end there, Catherine?
6: Uh, there's not a song off it I don't like.
3: Mm. That goes to that okay. saying now, doesn't it? Well, <laughs> i I gotta say, though, it is hard
1: to bargle Vargle Vows with all these marples in my mouth.
3: <laughs> it's true It's very very true oh. <laughs> Alright well I to, to the surprise of nobody I'll bring up my next uh, album pick here And that is the church Priest equals Aura I
2: wish you collider To find you close It went out the window And up your nose And that's the end Thank you. the
4: I know. hate that band. <laughs>
3: this is... They had a series of three really cool albums that kind of fit in together. This is the last one of them. It started with Starfish, went to Gold Afternoon Fix. Priest Equals Aura is very epic. Uh, ep- so much epic that I think it cost them so much money that they were dropped from their label immediately after this album came out. Um, and, and this was also the album where I, I, I realized... The church is going to be my thing, but I don't think it's going to be anybody else's thing. Yeah. Actually, I'm okay with that now.
1: Listen to this song in the playlist. I was like, wow, this song is Andy.
3: Yep. Not me. <laughs> which, <laughs> which song was that? Because was it ripple, which is the like, pretty much the big single off of this, or was it chaos, which was 10 <laughs> minutes long and uh, starts with of a, of a droning bass line. This is just totally popcorn, me.
1: Just, just flip a coin.
3: Okay. Yep. <laughs> it's just again, again. This is a band that isn't satisfied with just repeating themselves throughout. They're always trying to grow. Um, this is the last vestige of just trying to throw at least one radio friendly single for all for college radio on there, and everything else is just they just do whatever the fuck they want at this point. Um, it's a it's it's the church. It's very atmospheric. It's very I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this cuz I do, I do realize it took a lot of I took a lot of bandwidth on the albums I picked here but um it's just it is a fantastic album I need to get this on vinyl because I've got the other two of the of this trilogy of Aristagratness um already I need this one too uh but yeah if you I'm going to recommend if you just need intro to it ripple is a great um it is a fantastic single. Uh, it's also a really shitty uh, alcoholic beverage. So I will. <laughs>
6: I, we, liked, we liked Chaos. We liked you Chaos. You
3: did? I loved yeah. Chaos.
6: Didn't did like the other two as much. And, okay. and listening to Chaos again, I was like, eh. but But no, uh, when, we were, when we were listening to the playlist, uh, Chaos, we were like, hey, this isn't bad.
3: Hmm. I mean, yeah, it's 10 minutes long. And there's actually like. It, it like it, they, everybody is just. It, it's almost like they wrapped up the entire album because it's the last song on the album. When everyone's just going nuts, guitars are going crazy, the drummer is going nuts, and then it ends. And you think that's where it's going to end, and then that droning bass line comes back. That do 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 dude It's like oh my god, how much more so- time is left on this out the song? Four
6: minutes. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
6: I feel like the Spotify version was a little shorter,
3: but yeah. Oh, yeah, it, it might have been like nine and a half minutes. I'm sorry. But um <laughs> this is what they were doing. This is for these three albums, they used a, a, a slightly longer song, a little something a little more epic on Starfish, it was Hotel Womb. On Gold Afternoon Fix it was uh grind, and on this it was chaos. It was just building to this moment. And after that, their albums are that range from being really good to being like magician uh, against the spirits, which if either of the Dermody's are listening, they'll get the joke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and nobody else, because I'm not fool enough to think that this band is mainstream enough. So a- anybody else who would listen to the playlist have any thoughts on that? I'm, C- Catherine, I'm very happy that you guys really enjoyed that song. But would, would uh, anybody else have any thoughts on that?
7: No. No, like, like mike said it's it's a these are and this is andy
3: <laughs> exactly <laughs> oh, I, asked, I shared the playlist with my co-worker ryan and i'm like yeah just take a guess which songs are, what bands are mine he picked yeah. four out of the five. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah
6: oh yeah when definitely when the church songs came up i'm like so this is andy
3: yep this is andy <laughs> oh rem's on there this is andy too is andy. and then we'll just deal with everything else so awesome awesome okay well i i will i will move on uh joe do you want to take your next one everything
7: uh for my next pick uh this, is this band's debut album uh, core by stone temple pilots Trivia. Oh, yeah. so so good. Um, you know, putting aside the uh, the 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 slightly pro- problematic uh, sex type thing. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> which I understand. I, I understand Scott Scotty's kind of explanation from it. For it, it's still problematic. It's it's one of those songs that I don't listen to in public. <laughs> I don't, I don't rock <laughs> It's it's one of those songs that I don't rock out to in public. Yeah, which is which which is it's so such a rocking song too, but ugh, it's so, it's so, ugh, so cringy. <laughs> <laughs> Aside from that, I mean, the, the start for sin, that guitar, you know, the, the that that, yeah. riff, that heavy, heavy riff. And it's just like, and then it just breaks into Scott wine's vocals. It's just like, Oh God, he's, he's yeah. so good. He was so good. Um, Cracker Man, that's such a great... yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Actor, you know, plush. I mean, it, it, it. this album is full of so much good music. And it, like I said, you don't get much better debut for a band that just basically came out
3: of nowhere than this. Uh, Do yeah. you remember when they first came out, though? Because they came out, like, a couple of months after the whole grunge thing and kind of... Right. Come about, and every comparison known to man. It was you know selling well, Eddie Vedder's be- yeah, like vocal called- pit, pieces and teaming up yep. with Allison Chains. Right. Well, yep. they, were, they were
7: they were they were a lot of people just thought, well, these are pre- they're trying to be they're pretenders to the throne. You know, they're trying yeah. to be un, you know pretenders to the grunge music. They were never grunge. They, I don't think if you talk to to the 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 brothers that are. You the know, DeLeo the, brothers, yeah. The DeLeo
3: brothers, they'll tell you. We're not grunge. We were yeah. rock and roll. Oh, yeah, yeah. The only thing that was grunge about them was uh, Scott Weiland's uh, just heroic yeah. error in usage, but uh, I digress. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's...
7: I mean, Vaseline gets a lot more, you know, or the, uh, the, ne- the next album gets a lot more uh kudos
3: yeah this is this was such a good debut well this this is a bet i think this is a better album than purple i i honestly think it's a better album than purple
7: i think i think this has more better this has more enjoyable songs than purple does it does, you know, it does. Of interstate you know interstate love song uh, there's not a lot of songs I like, in yeah i like
6: i like interstate love song but yeah no, I'm I'm looking at my copy of Core right now that I have since college.
3: So, <laughs> um, I saw these guys live. I was actually on the Purple Tour, but I saw them live, and they put on a really good show.
1: I wish I'd, I wish I'd seen them when Scott
7: Lionel was 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 alive. Uh, yeah,
3: well, I and mean,
7: and this was <laughs> this was like the first like quote unquote alternative album that I ever bought really okay yeah. yeah just because one of my you know one of my uh cl- classmates in up in college had the album and he started playing it and i'm like wow this is
5: really good
7: yeah and i was like i was one of those holdouts too like i didn't want to listen to nirvana or you know any <laughs> kind of alternative rock i'm like wow this is wicked good
3: yeah <laughs> okay I, uh, can get, I can get down with this yep <laughs> cool cool all right. Um, I think it is. Is it Mike C's turn now? That's me. It is. Yeah, Mike. Okay, what's your next pick?
4: All right, I'm going to go with the uh, next one. This is like uh, probably one of my favorite grunge bands of all time. And it's Alice in Chains. Ooh, and nice. <laughs> Yes. This was uh, their second album, Dirt. kind of funny because you know i didn't listen to him until like college Mm -hmm. i didn't realize this album came out in 92 i thought this was like 94 95 (laughs) Um, because just you know when you listen to it's like it didn't like really resonate with me until i got to college yeah because like my college was very grunge heavy and okay. that's what really got me into the grunge scene. And I'm like, this is a breath of fresh air compared to the shit I had to listen to in high school. <laughs> and it, like, it just opened the door. You know, like everybody had like plaid and was hacky sacking out, out, you know, <laughs> everywhere. So, it was uh, my school was like the epitome of grunge. I mean, it was like Seattle over there. Nice. And I loved it. But um, it was just like this was like one of those albums. Like I always when I first listened to Alice in Chains, I always couldn't tell if it was off the first album or the second album. Yep. and like you know, like "Them Bones" was like one of the songs that I love. That yeah, you
2: know
4: that. Uh, and all I could hear is like "Butthead" going "Trials of Life." I remember seeing here at the. That's why I heard the song "Abuse and Butthead," and like heard him like say that. Uh, and also, this song was actually funny. Uh, fact was, um, uh, there was an animated Street Fighter Two movie. God, you know? yep, yep, <laughs> and, I remember that. And it was, well, it was actually really decent, and it was, uh, you know, Ken's got his girlfriend in the car, and he's driving, and this song, and Them Bones is playing. And then, of course, he has a little bit of a flashback with Ryu, and then all of a sudden, snaps back out of it, and the song kicks back in again. Uh, <laughs> so I remember I remember hearing that, and I'm going, oh, that's a that's a great song, and I, that's another way I found it. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, and then, like, uh, Rooster is another great song. It's oh yeah, Bruce, Bruce, yeah. sure got a lot of
6: lot of play on WAF.
4: Yeah, right. It's like that's that. Yeah, that's where I start hearing a lot, and I'm like, listen. It's just like it starts off you know quiet, and then it just, bam, just hits you.
3: For me, the first big because I mean my, my first impression of of uh, Allison Chains was the first the first album because of uh, Man in the Box. Yeah, Wood. Was the lead-off single on the single soundtrack. And that's what sold me on them. I thought that song had so much... Just, it had so much life in it. And even on the single soundtrack, which is pure Seattle sound, it stood out. The song just stood out way more than everything else. And it was just... Mm -hmm. It was fantastic.
4: Yeah. So. No, it's just that, I mean... Like I said, I think the their first uh, Allison Chain's first two albums are just gold. Um, there's Absolutely, there's so many great things on there, and it's and you know Lane Staley was just an amazing mm. vocalist. You know, and I, I put them above Nirvana. You know, and that's the thing. You know, and a lot of people would say, "Oh, no, Nirvana's... but no, I think Allison Chain's was a better a, just a better mm-hmm. grunge band. There was just something about them, and I just like and again, like '92, I didn't even know they existed. You know, because wow. I was so yeah. I was so, you know, there was like so much pop crap thrown at me. You know, <laughs> it was like, you know, it's like, cause, you know, it's like you grow up at like, in school, it's like, like saved by the bell. You know, and it's like I grew up, you know, it's like, I graduated the same year that class graduated. So yeah. everybody had like the preppy look and listened to all the pop shit and everything like that. And when I got to college, you know, then I started realizing there's so much better music out there. And it's like <laughs> I had, you know, it's like I just scratched the surface. And it was great because I had guys in my hall that would say, hey, borrow this, you know, and I'm yeah. going, oh, this is awesome. You know, and I was just like, oh, where was this stuff been all my life? You know, and yeah, and it was just great to be able to, like, say, you know, college is what opened up my whole grunge, you know, love for grunge. And nice.
3: You know, uh, very it's, nice. It's, it's yeah. yeah,
4: that's awesome. That but I just awesome. think that that's a it's a it's it's an album that's held up, it's stood up, and you can listen to it now, and it it still sounds great.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And listening to it in the last uh, you know couple of days has been really it's been really nice to listen to because it, it was a really good album. Mm. All right, Mike, you are up, good sir.
1: Yeah, I believe I am going to go with uh Alan Jackson what right about living a little about love well if I
2: had money I'd tell you what I'd do I'd go downtown buy a mercury or 2 I'm crazy about a mercury lord I'm crazy about a mercury I'm gonna buy me a mercury and cruise it up and down the road well the girl I love I stole her from a friend he got lucky stole her back Heard he had a mercury. Thought she's crazy about a mercury. I'm gonna buy me a mercury and cruise it up and down the road. All, oh, let's go.
1: Okay. Like I said, this is really when I got into Heavy Into Country, and so I really wasn't listening to too much other stuff. Yeah. Uh, I've had to have gone back and to listen to it, and haven't done a whole lot of that. (laughs) But um, Alan Jackson, I've always thought Alan Jackson's best when he's playing a um, a very fun song. And so all all three of my picks from this album are just really fun songs. Uh, She's Got the Rhythm and I've Got the Blues. Yeah. It's yeah, it's just a kind of a fun, almost a fun breakup song, but you know, it's more on the fun side than breakup side. Yeah, um, Mercury Blues, which is a cover, but it's yeah, crazy, better Mercury.
3: Yep, I, I I remember telling you I I heard the song and like I had a toe tap. It was yeah. my big toe. <laughs> so to be fair, it was my big toe. Yeah. A reaction, yeah. A <laughs> so, yeah, toe tap is a good reaction. A toe tap is a good reaction. It, it's got a it's got a steady rhythm. to it. It's it's fun. I'm not familiar with this song. I know you said it's a cover. I'm not familiar yeah. with it, but
1: well, it, it was first time like back in the 50s when the mercury was really a big thing
3: okay yeah i don't know shit about cars either so i was hoping maybe Joe could shed some light on this but
7: <laughs> well back in the 50s when custom
3: mercuries were were big in the hot rotting scene okay because all i can think of uh. now are like the shitty mercuries that you can buy now. <laughs> that's all i could think of well Ford does doesn't even make mercuries anymore so oh okay well there we go there's your answer
7: <laughs> Mercury as well, I... man died
3: yeah <laughs> Yeah, I will say yeah,
7: this. I mean, I'm not a big country music fan, obviously, but it, I will give Alan Jackson credit for making fun country music. Yeah, yeah. like this his country, his style of country music is the kind of country music you want to sit out in the sun and get drunk and sunburned to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was Alan Jackson. Then it was Toby Keith.
3: Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. I'd rather I'd rather listen out. Alan Jackson at least seems like he's got some genuine thoughts and ideas. Oh, <laughs> I
1: have a lot of fun with Toby Keith. I really do. Oh,
3: boy. <laughs> Fucking humble. we're not going to get to him for a while. No, we are not. No, no. Sadly, not until 9-11, actually. Oh, Jesus. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Yeah, oh. shots fired, everybody. Shots fired. Yeah, not, um, not,
1: not, not my favorite Alan Jackson song by a very, very long shot. Yeah. Um. My, actually, my favorite, probably my favorite Alan Jackson song is the uh, is my favorite one off of this album. It's called Chattahoochee. And It is just just a whole lot of fun. It, it just it you know Chattahoochee complete made up word is it, it's really hard to describe. It's just fun. You mean it's yeah. not a real river in the Florida Panhandle?
7: It is.
3: It is a. Oh, it is Chattahoochee is a real place. Yeah. Yes, in the oh, Florida definitely. Panhandle. Yeah.
1: I just thought it was a fun, fun word for the song. Cool. Nope, that's no, funny. that's a real nope.
3: place. No, exact exactly. The thing he picked it because it rhymes with a whole bunch of other nonsense words. But um, <laughs> I don't know what the hoochie coochie he was talking about was. But
6: <laughs> <laughs> it, I, have I have an idea.
3: I have an idea. It's just
6: a fun dance that people do at weddings and stuff. Don't worry okay.
3: about it. I thought that was <laughs> hokey pokey.
6: Totally, pe- it's all fine.
3: Okay, it, it's,
1: uh, it's like the hokey pokey, but backwards.
3: <laughs> okay. Oh, Oh all right. <laughs> oh boy. You see how much more fun this is when we listen to all the songs instead of being like <laughs> I'm get, sorry, heard I'm patting myself on the back for this. So, yeah, you're <laughs> it was so a damn good yep. idea. Yep. So anyway, Mike, do you have anything else to say about Alan Jackson before we uh nah, we move nah. on to Catherine's next pick? Catherine,
6: nope, that's it. Well, I guess that All that right. means
3: it's Catherine's next pick, then. Yeah.
6: <laughs> All right, so we're moving on to Megadeth.
3: Oh, <laughs> from Alan Jackson I mean, to I mean, Megadeth, it's a logical <laughs> step. Yeah. yeah, that's that's ex- exactly. I think that's what the uh, that's what the secret scrolls were saying.
6: But yes, um, uh, I, I feel like you know if if you need a little metal, and it, the the ninety two album from Megadeth is the one you need because. Really they don't have <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, basically yeah, the, the the you know, you don't need more mega death in this album, but you know, foreclosure of a Dream, Sweating Bullets and Symphony of Destruction are all really good yeah. just head headbanging
2: music. You take a model. Man.
3: Interesting too because i had forgotten how i mean they're still putting out stuff now but um yeah i I, (laughs) well i mean dave mustaine has some pretty problematic thoughts and has made them public on a number of occasions but Uh, to me that to me megadeth is always going to be that band that all the dirtbags loved in high school yeah (laughs) it
6: really is
3: (laughs) that's true i'm not going to deny that andy Yep.
6: yeah no I agree like yep the but I, I I will still you know I have this I have this CD and I will jump around and bang my head to this this album
3: nice nice yeah it, I mean I mean the, the songs that you put on they're very very good choices for you know it, it's I think for what you picked they're good like introductory stuff for people that aren't you know, might not be familiar with all of Megadeth, so mm-hmm. very good choice. Very good choice.
6: But that's that. You know, we were, we were picking three albums, and I was picking three that I knew, and
3: that's right. what I got. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So, I guess I'm I'm back here, and I was actually I'm gonna go with the one that I thought Catherine might want to swipe from me if she needed an extra here. Suzanne Vig is ninety nine point nine Fahrenheit degrees.
6: Yeah, my my Suzanne Vega is not as broad as you think it is. I oh like, okay.
3: <laughs> okay. I like you Suzanne, have on a number of occasions brought up that debut album, so just just saying
6: yeah, I know I know the debut album and Tom's Diner and that's about it. but yeah, <laughs> I, I enjoyed the hell out of these songs. Uh,
3: oh man. this is so she decided after because in the year before, um, DNA released the, uh, the Tom's Diner remix, which is her acapella Tom's Diner with a, a dance beat behind it. Right. So she decided to embrace this and make an album that is still folky, but has industrial aspects to it. So she went in a more techno route. And usually when you, usually when artists do this, when they try to like change their sound, they embarrass themselves. They just absolutely fucking embarrass themselves. This album is all killer, no filler. It is Well, usually
6: usually when artists do that, they're not the kind of artist that can play twelve string guitar.
3: That's very true too. But she this again, she had that run of four phenomenal albums. The debut album, Solitude Standing, Days of Open Hand, and This. I Blood Makes Noise is one of those songs you can just 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 play for somebody and then when they're like i really like that go yeah that's from the same person who wrote luca <laughs> and be like wait what yep just the, just the clanging all that metal that shows up in industrial music just shows up in this fucking folk album and oh god i just and then when i went back and I listened to the whole album i'm like I kind of want to swap out some of these songs for other songs because there's a song on the album called In Liverpool which is honestly it, it's fantastic but I decided you know when heroes go down is kind of like the is a, a great lead off single and as girls go is just fantastic just every again every song on this album is great I'm interested to see if anybody else had any thoughts besides myself and Catherine who have actively yeah, I talked I I about I I think I need
6: a copy of this album
3: Oh, it's I, I I bought this the second it came out because I was I mean, I am like one of those people that just I adore everything Suzanne Vega does, but and right. I I've been slowly driving my daughter insane by my, you know, constantly listening <laughs> to Suzanne Vega stuff. <laughs> but uh, I went back and listened to Solitude Standing just because um
4: but I am interested. the the Queen and the Souls. Oh, yes. I was always a big fan of a Marlena on the Wall. That was a great song. Marlena oh, on that the Wall is was a, a fantastic song.
6: Marvelous song. song.
3: But going but back yeah, to, but listening that- to Solitude Standing, um, Wooden Horse is – I was just, like, haunted by that song when I was listening to it yesterday. Mm-hmm. But 99.9 Fahrenheit, definitely check it out. It's so, like it, – it, it definitely – she deserves all the applause for doing something different mm-hmm. and, you know, still staying relevant. And this is the start of when she started – changing her sound before she ended up where she is now as kind of like the bard of New York but uh, again I, I really like this so anybody else have any thoughts on this album before we move on to Joe's final pick actually
1: um, this was the very first Su- Suzanne Vega I've ever heard and okay. it wasn't that uh, wasn't too bad actually It's was uh, kind of nice but I, don't, I, I always got the feeling that she was singing lower than she should
3: Oh, she's got a, she's actually got quite a range, but she's very, like, she doesn't, she doesn't have a high register, but she sings softly.
1: Yeah, it, it, it felt like she was singing an octave lower than she, than her voice actually should sound. Mm. But, you I should, mean, it, it yeah. wasn't, it wasn't a negative criticism, It's just, like, yeah. an observation. Well, right.
6: if, you, if you haven't listened to her before, and given your proclivities, I would definitely recommend Solitude Standing.
3: Yes. It's very, it, it's, it's it's very folksy, but it's, she's an absolute just fucking poet. We've, we've had this conversation before about her. She's a poet. Uh, definitely. It's, it's worth it because it's also, it's very relaxed. It's not, um, it's not as, uh, it's not is in its own ass as some folk singers are. So that's the best way to yeah. describe it. But yeah.
6: She's just like, this is what I do. Listen to it or don't. Yeah. She doesn't, you know, she doesn't worry about that.
3: Nope. So, all right. Well, let's move on then to Joe. I think this is your last pick, sir. This is my last pick. I feel bad. I've got like two more albums because I'm greedy, <laughs> but uh, I will. You should abide by the rules, man. I, no, i don't want to set the rules, and I said three to five, and I knew this was going to happen, so. <laughs> I just figured y'all would somewhat have picked another album, but go go for it, Joe. Go! Hit, All right, so, hit us. <laughs> so my last pick
7: is Neil Young's Harvest Moon.
2: I'm still in love with you. I want to see you dance again because I'm still in love with you. Oh, Miss
3: no longer available on Spotify. Nope. No one longer available. Is- <laughs>
6: Yeah, no, he's just no, hanging no, out no, on no, his no, ranch. No. Not caring. <laughs> and he's hanging out on his ranch telling everybody to go to Amazon.
3: Wow, okay, well, there's a mixed message. Anyway, Joe, go ahead, sorry. <laughs> uh, he's, too
7: busy, he's too busy playing with his Lionel trains. Nah.
8: Yeah.
7: <laughs> but anyways, I I really love this song just because it's... I don't know. So it's, it's every once in a while you kind of want to go back to just like easy, easy listening, something that's just folksy and just nice and relaxing. To, um, you know, Harvest Moon is such a sweet love song. You know, yeah. it's like one of those things like you want to you want to dance with your significant other to this song. Yeah. Yeah. You
3: know, um, I I've forgotten how much I like this album.
7: It, it it's it's it's. It's very hard to find a bad song in this album. Mm.
3: You
7: know? It's very, you know, and and, and and the ones that stand out to me, like I said, Harvest Moon, I love, you know, I love the the, the the sweep with the, you know, the broom across the, you know, across the, the wooden floor and stuff like that. Um, Unknown Legend, just because I love the guitar riff, and it's one of the first guitar riffs I learned to play. Oh!
6: hmm
7: And then, uh, you know, Such a Woman, again. And, and, and it's like, At the time that I listened to this album, all I knew about Neil Young was, you know, um, his kind of like just his F.U. attitude that he tended to have about the music industry. (laughs) So this was like such a shock to me because I didn't know about his stuff from the 70s and, you know, with Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, like his more
3: softer stuff.
7: So this was like a real shock to me.
3: Ah, great. Now I have his three greatest solo albums. All on vinyl. All original pressing. I'm very happy. You should be. <laughs> Nerd!
8: <laughs>
3: A fucking virgin. All right. Anything no, else, Joe? Not that yet.
7: All right, anybody, cool. you any thoughts
3: I, on uh, Harvest Moon? I, I really loved it. I love... I just... I just love the slow lazy guitar strums in Harvest Moon. Mm-hmm. I just it's such a nice song just hitting the little octaves in the chorus. It just I love it.
6: Yeah, it was it was all very poignant. Well, the whole so. the
7: whole album is very poignant. Really. I mean, if you kind of listen to the lyrics and stuff like that, you know, it seems like a very personal album to to him. Interesting.
3: Yeah, yeah.
6: Uh-huh. I'll believe that with that that uh, fringy jacket he's wearing on the album cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: it's not the same album he was wearing on the Freedom album. Um, you know, because <laughs> and again, I just want to pose to uh, you know pose to when he was saying "keep on rocking in the free world." The free world was supposed to be ironic, you idiots. Uh, but, uh, but I digress. <clears throat> Any wordy. Yes. Anyway, I believe, Joe, if you're
4: done, I believe it's Mike's turn. It is. And I'm going to go with my last one pick. And this was a great album. Beastie Boys, check your head. This was just like, yes. this, you know, it's like when you listen to uh, License to Ill, it, it's a good album. It's great. And it really kind of it got these guys on the map. And I think when they did Check Your Head, it was such uh, they really kind of opened up the floodgates at that point in this album. You know, because I think their sound yeah. changed a lot. And I think they were uh, I almost want to say, like, License to Ill is like their pop album. You know, yeah, it, it, yeah, that's, like that's the, uh, I, I say that with quotes, uh, you know, and because it was very, very uh, commercial. But I think Check Your Head was like it was more. Um, all right. Let's take it to more of our level because mm-hmm. we want to do a little more of our own sound. And you take so what you want. It's got like such a different tone. You know, it's like, OK, yeah. they're a little more badass in this one. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> when you hear that song, it's just that
2: Well, just go. Me
4: in like i was any Harris. it's just like yep. it's just it's just that that beat that it's just it just kicks it right there and mean, <clears throat> it, 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 it proved that Paul's boutique wasn't a one off
6: no yeah, Paul's exactly was great, absolutely it was a,
4: was a phen- phenomenal album too right uh, yeah, no, gra- totally and then i'm i actually gra- I, I bet you gratitude because i heard that i again i will say a lot of my music like my like music that really got more open i'm gonna admit it came from beavis and butthead because <laughs> as funny as it sounds i heard gratitude on there and they and again like it was another thing that i didn't realize that these guys were kind of almost like punk because they had yeah. like you know because when you listen to gratitude you hear like it's like you hear almost like a rock sound and then of course they start like just start rapping, you know, in this song, and you can just tell that like we're going all in on our own sound on this one. This was yep. just like this is us. Like we're not commercializing it; we're doing it our way. And I think that's what Check Your Head really was. It was just like, you know, we made the, you know, we made the album. We, we you know, we cemented ourselves in with a great foundation. Um, and then, like, Pass the Mic is just another great one where you just have that another sound. I don't think it's their most popular, but it's up there. Yeah. It's a, you know so
8: it, it, it
4: again it's like it gets stuck in your head and mm-hmm. while it's like their songs aren't earworms per se but they're enough that you'll remember them you know and you'll go right. like oh I remember that we might not know everything but you'll go I remember that beat and you'll kind of go like oh yeah I remember that like Certain ones will stick out more. Like, so what you want will stick out a lot more because that was kind of the biggest hit on that album. But then you get, like, Gratitude, which, again, not their most popular one. It's a little more of a Mm -hmm. lower sub-song. But it's got, like, a really strong sound to it. And then Pass the Mic again, one of those songs that it's got a sound to it. You kind of recognize it, but you're, like, not... I don't know how to explain it any better. Right. So it's just one of those things where... It was, a, it was an album that helped cement their own sound. And it was kind of a risk, too, because License seal, again, it was such a commercial. Again, I, yeah, I think it was more of a commercialized sound for them. But this is where they really, really said, we're going to experiment with our own sounds and see what happens. And it worked. Yeah. It worked. And then, like I said, Paul's Boutique* came out, and that album worked. And it just, they took off. And I think that's what Absolutely. makes it great.
3: Yeah, it, it is a great, that was a great pick, Mike. Great, yeah. you know, and I think you did justice, you know, to, to Joe's point, to uh, Catherine Husband's Joe point, Joe's point. <laughs> <laughs> so, awesome, awesome, awesome. Mike, you're up, my friend.
1: All right. Well, then, I'm going to my last album, obviously. And my last album is, hey, surprise, surprise, country album.
3: I know. I'm 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 as blown away as everybody else. Chaper. I know.
1: Um, I talked about their debut album last year, and this year is their second album, their "Diamond uh-huh. Rio: Close to the Edge."
2: Little more time is all I needed. Somehow fall became spring. It put off today. You can do tomorrow. Sometimes you don't do the thing. In a week or
3: And more fantastic mullets on the cover. I yes, yes, <laughs> yes.
1: Oh yeah. boy,
3: that is some. That is some. That is some majestic mullets.
1: Yeah, they were very much partying, uh, partying in the back, business up front.
3: Yep. Oh god. Yeah. It's um. Yeah. Again, the, I mean, the, these songs fit a a very particular type of '90s country before yeah. it got all bro-y. Yeah. So. Uh, it was. Yeah, it was that, getting into bro Garth. Garth Brooks definitely kicked off the bro-y, but
1: yeah, yeah. yeah but not as bad as it got. It's yeah. gotten. It's gotten super bro-y now. Mm-hmm. But, but uh, yeah, Dan, go for it. it Diamond Green was. is I would say not as country as Alan Jackson, but more country than Garth Brooks. Um,
3: I would. I. You know what? I would say they're about as country as Alan Jackson, but because there's a bunch of them and not just the one front man. Mm. Yeah, You know, they're, they're working off of a, of a talent core versus just Alan Jackson just bringing it, you know?
1: Yeah. Uh, my my favorite thing about Di Maria, though, has always been they have got some of the best harmonies I've ever heard outside of um, Rascal Flatts, who I can't talk about until 2000, so... Nope, yep. so you
3: get uh, seven years. It's eight years. Enjoy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah <well>. got <laughs>
1: But, I mean, um,
3: they've got, you know,
1: so they've got, you know, their standard fun country songs, Oh My oh me oh my sweet baby uh and this romeo inca got um ah see, what, you get. Yeah, see what they did there yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah, but, diamond, diamond Real is fun yeah uh, yep. easily my favorite song off this album though is in a week or two which was the biggest hit off this one
3: yep it, but I, this was definitely I a told, country ballad i told mike though when my daughter heard this song she's like is are they saying a week cartoon?" <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Yep, that's that's uh that's my little angel there. Um, <laughs> yes, um, it's Popeye without spinach. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, yeah, yeah. Right. So no, I I just you know again, not my not my brand of moonshine, but completely you know it thumbs in the middle. I enjoyed it. If I were like if I were down south. Still, I wouldn't mind listening to this if I was at a bar somewhere because I couldn't listen to other music. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. trapped like a rat.
6: Um. <laughs> I, I have there's some country that I like and, and uh, Diamond Rio I'm not overly familiar with the band name but like I go oh yeah yeah I remember hearing this one.
1: Hmm. Yeah, in a week or two is definitely one of their actually probably one of their bigger hits. Yeah. Uh, And it's just easily my favorite one, mainly because they just, they can hit some harmonies just send shivers down my spine.
3: Nice. Nice. But yeah, that's about it. Any other thoughts on uh, Diamond Rio before we move on to Catherine's pick? No, I'm good. All right, cool. Catherine, what's your pick?
6: Alright, my last album is They Might Be Giants' follow-up to Flood, which is Apollo 18.
2: Words fail. Buildings tumble. The ground opens wide. Light beams down from heaven. She stands before my eyes. She's actual size, but she seems much bigger to me. Squares may look distant in a rearview mirror, but they're actual size. As she drives away Big men often tremble As they step aside I thought I was big once She changed my mind She's actual size But she seems much bigger to me I've never known anybody like her She's actual size Nationwide Believe.
3: good pick i i might actually like this album better than i like flood
6: i feel like i feel like they, they there's a lot of crossover between the uh the the flavor of the songs that they were doing at the time yep but yeah it's it yeah i love i love every song off this album uh and because fingertips has like <laughs> oh, God. Uh, like a dozen and a half tracks that says something.
3: Um, I, was, I was blown away when I realized that when, when I listened to this on CD for the first time and I put it on Shuffle for the first time, that singer <laughs> Shuffles these little things. Um, now, I want to say one thing about They Might Be Giants. I feel like They Might Be Giants is the kind of album that's best shared with friends. Like, all of my best memories of They Might Be Giants are with. You know, you guys, and with friends in high school, and so, like with Flood, it was like Pern, Jeff Parenti, and yep. Ali Kerper and me just singing along to Flood. It, it, it you know, snack, you know, on our snack uh, study hall, and then yep. with Apollo eighteen, it was when I was doing Anything Goes at Hudson Drama Workshop. Everybody listened to this album, and we were all about Spider. He is our hero, <laughs> Spider.
6: Spider, get step on of. Spider. <laughs> but yeah, uh, um, yeah, 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 and I think I think they did fingertips because you know CDs were still kind of new and shuffle play was new. Yeah, you know, like we're gonna have fun.
3: <laughs> yes. Uh,
6: min- minimum wage from flood is like a precursor to the fingertips.
3: I agree. Yes. But oh, yeah, thanks.
6: there's like I had to I had to pick three. I picked three that I really like uh, hypnotist of ladies um, or actually, actually no, it was she's actual size. The live version of she's actual size is hilarious. Yeah. Off of uh, 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 a uh,
3: severe uh, tire damage. That's the one. Yep. Yep.
6: But yeah, there's, I, there's just so many good songs off this album and it's a lot of fun. And just,
3: it's just a pick me up. Yep. I, you know, it, it, exactly. You know, I find on, on on varying times, I palindrome, I just get stuck in my head.
4: For no reason.
3: <laughs> it's not even like the I palindrome dies. Like, One day mother will die and I'll get, and I'll the, get money.
8: the money.
3: <laughs> you son of a bitch, I palindrome. <laughs> I, it's like the closest thing they've been to like risque. Um, <laughs> but it's, it, it's a great... It really is a great album. I, I'm so happy you picked this one. What else has come in at 40? This comes in at 43 minutes also, which is crazy to me. Yeah. I also noticed, too, so I'm looking at it on Spotify. Um, fingertips is actually combined. So the entire yeah, track yeah. is combined.
6: Yeah, and... um. On on some of their their, their uh, best of albums, it's all combined into one thing, as opposed to being separate tracks. You Ooh. have
3: to get the uh, boo, Ooh. yeah, T- to get Ooh the separate this tracks. Man. You have. To... I'm sorry, you're saying
6: because they're like ah, just, they 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 go together, you know. It's like no, no, it's a
3: thing. Put it on. <laughs> put it on shuffle. Come, it's weird. It's digital. It's digital. It's supposed to work. Oh, great. Great pick. Great pick. So anything else on Apollo uh, 18 before I finish this off? No.
6: The statue got me high. (laughs) High.
3: All right. I got. Now, as I said, I kind of broke the rules. I got two here. Uh, I saved them for the last because they're both my they're, they're two of my five Desert Island albums. The first one is Gin Blossom's New Miserable Experience, an album which, very much like Rage Against the Machine, I thought came out in
2: 93. Yeah, not to blame,
3: Oh my god. It's like, this is what happens when Alternative Rock gets accessible. And, yeah. I mean, we're all familiar with Hey Jealousy, we're all familiar about, yep. uh, found out about you. Yep, yep. Pieces yep. of the night, I feel could appeal to every single one, all, all five of us. Hmm. Even yeah. you, Mike. Even, even Because it has a very, it's like, it's Arizona country, almost. Like,
1: yeah i mean i um you know i listened to it earlier and it sounded fine but i was like it sounds like found out about you i was like are they playing the same song oh no no it is a different song okay cool
3: i just there's just something about this band i just i love and there's nothing remotely special about them they had i mean Hey, Jealousy's got some one of the best opening bass riffs in of, of ni- in 90s music. But um, and Hey, jealousy's just a great song. I don't know anybody who does do, actively dislikes Hey, Jealousy.
6: And if, if you do know anybody that hates it, uh, don't know them anymore.
3: Smack them. Yes, cool. exactly. I was just I had actually had a dramatic pause there just in case I was waiting for somebody to raise their hand. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> don't look at me. I, okay, I, I find I, like it. I, I find it a fine song. I, lo- I it's love not my
1: this favorite, but I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I was
3: going fun- to turn off the radio. It's also enough. a fun karaoke song too. That's I, <laughs> I'll just leave it. At that I know we're running long, so I don't want to take too much time on here. But um, it's hey, jealousy's a great uh song, and it's overall this is a fantastic album. And I've said before the most nineties sentence I can ever say is that I saw these guys, the gin Blossoms, play. With Cracker and the Spin Doctors. Geesh. On a triple Geesh. bill. <laughs> so That sounds pretty 90s. Yes. <laughs> However, I will close us off with my absolute favorite album of 1992. And that is Copper Blue by the band Sugar. Um, which I've mentioned Bob Mould before because Bob Mould has put out a, f- a bunch of albums, and Sugar is the band that uh, performed. Not intentionally, I'm sure that they have no awareness that I actually took the song was our first uh, was our regular opening music until we decided to shift it up between you know record uh, episodes with the next album that comes out two years from now. So, um, all of this th- th- these are these are quick snappy little uh rock songs with with that heart like you can tell the influence you can tell the punk influence on them Mm -hmm. um just the the rapid fire drum fills every single one of these songs i noticed it's like they'll play the guitar and then you just hear like just the snare like that every single song is like that that rapid drum fill um and Oh, man, it's there. There are songs here that that are inspired by, like, the Pixies. A good good idea. Sounds like a Pixies song because the heavy bass Um, changes is just it's just a fantastic song. It shows off Bob Mould's amazing songwriting ability and his just that jangly guitar he's able to do. And if I can't change your mind is just it's an easy song to play on the guitar and great for uh, Campfire's.
1: Oh, that, 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 that's the I thought you were saying if I can't change your mind about this.
3: If I can't, well, if I can't change your mind about this this album, then you're fucking wrong. Um, I am proud to say, Joe, that I own this on vinyl. Autumn got it for me last Christmas uh, as a, a two as a double album with their um, EP they released the next year. Beaster, uh, man, what a! Just, I I played this for Jim. I recommended to Jim. He needs to listen to this album. And the message I got back from him was, I was such a fucking idiot in high school and college. <laughs> it's like, I wasted so much time listening to so much bullshit. I could have been listening to this.
4: It's like, yes, you That's, could high,
3: that's high praise indeed. It yeah, is but it's high also praise. Never too
4: late, but it's never too late to be adopt music, you know? Well, and, that's
3: the beauty of music. Yeah, no. I mean... Yeah, that's, that's the absolute thing. But it's it, like to have so that like,
4: regret. It's like, who cares? Because you liked what you liked back then, and as time goes on, you're, you're, things change. Sometimes, like, bands you hate, it, you end up loving, and vice versa. Right. You know, and that's the thing about music. It's it's ever-changing for people.
6: Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, think, and, and I also, think so. And also, it's always yep. there. That's the other right. thing about music, is it's always there.
3: Exactly. It's always there for you. Exactly. But well, I, I'm thinking that there's all, but there's also that pride in ownership, though, of being there on the ground floor. Um. And this is like one of these things. It's just that at this point I was listening to so many different bands and, you know, there were so there are bands I hear I can't even mention because they put out great records, but we're running long. Um, all I'm going to say is find this on whatever streaming service you use. It's it's a 40 it's less than 45 minutes in length. Um, every song is really quick. Uh and that's all I have to say. It is a fantastic album. My again, it's a Desert Island Island album. It is in my top five all time records. So, for the love of God, go out and listen to it. <laughs> and I think that does us guys. We are running right. late, and my wife's like, "What? We went long? I'm like this is a two parter." Um. So uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, so guys, great conversation. So next episode, we're going to do something a little different. We haven't done just kind of like a regular, like, just off-topic thing. So we are going to be talking all about Star Wars Bounty Hunters. To celebrate the wrapping of uh, The Book of Boba Fett, uh, another season of Mandalorian upcoming, and plus the fact, who doesn't love talking about uh, a wretched hive of scum and villainy, Uh, we are (laughs) going to make our next episode all about Star Wars Bounty Hunters. And I want to know, who is your favorite non-Boba Fett Star Wars Bounty Hunter? You can let us know. Uh, you can reach out to us on Twitter, which is at Geek Salad Radio, or on Facebook at Geek Salad Podcast. Um, also, if you're listening for the first time, welcome. Uh, let your friends know. They can listen to this wherever they get their podcasts. So sit your iTunes... Um, uh, Apple Apple Pica, uh, podcast, Google podcast, you name it, we're there. Check out our YouTube channel where we do weekly movie reviews. Um, and that is about it. So, guys, thank you very much for taking all this time. I am starting to lose my voice Woo! now, so I think we got to wrap this. So, anyway, <laughs> folks, until next time, I'm Andy.
4: I'm Mike. I'm Joe.
3: I'm Catherine.
4: And I'm Mike, the Lost Beastie Boy.
6: <laughs> Mike to the sea, Mike to the sea, <laughs> Mike to the
4: sea. Don't you let the beat
6: drop.
0: See, yeah. the thing was,
4: those might me, but then I got rejected, so he went with the next letter in the outfit. That's why Mike D got the job. Ah, uh, oh, <laughs> that is your origin story, sir. So anyway,
3: until next time, we'll talk to you later and go forth and be nerdful. Talk to you later. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bam.
0: of titanium finally met his match
1: i doubt it nick those haymakers from zach and tom were not exactly flying fist of fury the
0: tin can is finished rage against the machine is the winner oh yeah death to the machine long live rage what a rip johnny i hope we kept the receipt because that's the last manslaughtering mechanism i'll ever buy through a catalog